Hello blind guys, chatters, and welcome to another installment during Eurovision week. Yes, Kevin Sherwin is back with us and he's got some views on the semi-final that's happening tonight. He was at the dress rehearsal last night for tonight's show. And he's also got some uh, views about the Tuesday night show and how Ireland performed and some others. So let's give it a listen and don't forget to watch tonight on RTE at 8 o'clock. Hello again, Blind Guys Chat. It's Kevin coming live from Liverpool again. Even more croaky than I was the last time. It's been pretty full on here at Liverpool, but very good, very good fun. Everybody's in good form, good spirits. And there's a really nice atmosphere around the city. And so I am pleased to be back and reporting from the second Eurovision semi-final, which uh, the run-through of which I attended last night. But actually, before we get to that, I suppose we should talk about Tuesday night semi-final and the unfortunate results, specifically that Ireland didn't make it through. Um, I, I, as I kind of alluded to in the in the previous message, there was nobody who was at any point predicting that the, that Ireland were going to qualify. Um, so I don't know why there seems to be some surprise um, or dismay. Well, I can understand that. People are disappointed. But anybody who kind of was keeping an eye on things should have seen this coming. Now, of course, I did hold out some hope and I was disappointed when Ireland didn't qualify. But I just, I don't know, I'm seeing a lot of talk of, oh, you know, we should pull out or, oh, there's nothing we can do that'll qualify or a bit of despair, a bit of hand-wringing. And I understand that. But actually, I think there are other countries who have experienced experienced a similar thing. Like, UK did so badly for so long. Worse than us, arguably. And, of course, there was the usual chat of, oh, it's all political, which is one of the worst. It's one of the things I really don't like to hear about Eurovision is that sentiment. Because I understand that there are dynamics between countries and maybe certain prejudices. But... Look at UK, they took it seriously from last year and um, they got the result, they came second and so it kind of just, to me anyway, th- uh, blew that um, point of view out of the water, but that's just my take. So I think what Ireland needs to do is look at what other countries are doing that is successful. I think that, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, the way forward for Ireland is to give Europe something that is Irish in capital letters with an exclamation mark and an underline, you know, I think it needs to be that like potentially Irish language, but definitely just something that invokes Irishness and a sense of Ireland in that way. I think trying to go down the the road of radio hits or uh, pop hits, um, it's just it's just not working for us. So that's my that's my advice to Ireland. We'll see what happens next year. It could all change next year and we could have a great result. So well done to Wild Youth. Um, and, you know, obviously it's just a shame that it worked out the way it did. But only 10 countries can get through from each semi-final, And you have to take these things on the chin sometimes. Apart from that, in semi-final one, I don't think there was much of a surprise in terms of uh, who got through and who didn't. Commiserations to Jan as well. I actually, I don't know how you ended up feeling about the song, Jan, but I really loved the Netherlands song in the end and I was actually really sad that it didn't get through and I will continue to listen to it they've had a they've had a bit of a rough ride but um I really like it anyway moving on to semi-final two so we had 16 songs 
And actually, among the Eurovision fandom, semi-final two has kind of been considered to be uh, the worst semi-final. Uh, and I would probably agree with that. I had a really good time, but I don't know that it has the huge standouts like semi-final one did, for example, Sweden, Finland. So um, one thing just to mention about the one feature I like about the staging is that there, there are these strips of lights, two on either side of the stage, and they extend out over the audience. And so just before a country is about to perform, the colours of the flag kind of shoot over the audience. So, you know, if it was Ireland, there'd be like a green strip, maybe a white, and then on the other side, a white and an orange. And the the whole production is really, really slick and really, really uh, fascinating to watch. In between each song, there's only about 50 seconds for the stage crew to move on the new set pieces and bring everything on. So it's really fun to watch that. But in terms of semi-final two songs to look out for, one of my favourites is Belgium. Uh, it's called Because of You. It's like a song straight from the 90s, the early 90s, um, kind of pop dance vibe. And uh, staging-wise, it's very simple. There's a, there's a staircase and Gustav, the Belgian singer, comes down the staircase in his pink trousers and his white, white, white-brimmed hat and joins his three uh, backing singers who are great. And it's just a real party song. And it went down a storm in the arena. The other one that I like is Slovenia. So it's a four-piece band. It's actually, interestingly enough, one of the the biggest acts in Slovenia, I think. And they are doing a song called Carpe Diem, and it's in the Slovene language. And I always I always like when, when a country sticks to their own language rather than, you know, pandering to the English-speaking audience. So that's a really fun one. But I don't think these songs are, are going to really compete um, when it comes to the top of the leaderboard. Another one is Austria, and that's a song that some people are very uh, keen on. It's called Who the Hell is Edgar? And it's a strange one. Uh, the refrain is just po, 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 because it's about Edgar Allan Poe. Um, but it is definitely a fun number. Uh, it's two singers, Taya and Selena. One of them dressed in white, one of them dressed in black, both with a red top underneath. So the staging, the LEDs in the background, are there's just multiple versions of them uh, dancing and it's good, but I don't think it's going to be a contender either. Now, last night we did see three more songs from the big six, uh, you know, the ones who don't have to compete in the semi-final. So we got Ukraine, we got um, Spain, and we got UK. And I think they all will be interesting. I think Ukraine, obviously we have to assume there is going to be support for Ukraine regardless of the song and that's one of the ways in which actually the political element I do absolutely accept there is support there for Ukraine um, but as I said on the podcast before it's just not a winning song to me so that's not in the conversation to win as far as I am concerned could be wrong UK is uh, May Muller with I Wrote a Song really contemporary pop song really good the staging is great. She's kind of on a raised platform against the LEDs. So there's an LED screen be, like behind her, also below her. And so um, at one point it, it begins with a huge image of her face. And then kind of on the higher LED, the top of her head lifts up. And so she's essentially standing in her own brain. <laughs> hard to describe um you wouldn't think i did this for a living but essentially yeah it's it's very very colorful uh, led display and really fun some people have said the vocal isn't quite there so that might um that might uh, she might suffer because of that just a little wild card is spain now it's called 
A-I-A-A, I believe, and it's, um, it's a bit of a chant. Uh, the staging is like there's a circle of um, fringe, um, a red fringe hanging down, and so the singer and her backing singers are kind of moving through this uh, little circular area with the fringe and those hands coming in from both sides, and they're clapping in, in time to, the, to this chant. And it's just a bit of a wail, really. And it's one of those songs where I just feel like um, I'm used to a certain type of music. And when you hear them, when you hear this, it's a bit, it's a bit harsh on the ear. It's essentially they're just going. The chorus is that basically. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that little acapella rendition. But and I was always just like, well, this isn't going to do very well. But there is some talk about Spain potentially doing quite well, especially that kind of sound um, would be quite prevalent towards the east of Europe, places like Poland, uh, maybe uh, Czechia. I think they have entered songs that kind of sound a bit harsh to Western sensibilities. So it's great to have this rich, diverse tapestry of sounds in the contest. And that's one of the things I love about it. Even though they're not particularly my favorites, it's great to have them there in the mix and have lots of different sounds and lots of different styles. So I have to say, I am still thinking it's between Sweden and Finland with a potential France in the mix. So I haven't changed my opinion really in that sense. Um, I was thinking I didn't really describe Sweden particularly uh, in particular detail. So um, just to give a sense of it, she, uh, Lorraine, uh, she has these, she's wearing this um, outfit, which is essentially just patches of uh, skin colored leather effect um, material. And she has these, I, I think I just called them long nails before, but they're really like talons. They're very like uh, otherworldly. And she has, uh, there are like tendrils of her, of her hair reaching down to her shins almost um, behind. And she is, uh, at one point, she's standing with her arms crossed above her head um, as the LED screen, which is hanging above her, uh, rises. And um, that's one of the that's one of the signature moves. There are certain moves that people can do that you see them doing, and that's the, that's the that's the Sweden move is to cross your arms on top of your head, preferably if you have huge long nails. And um, and then Finland, he starts off in a he, he's essentially in the middle of a big crate, and there are gaps in the crate. So from an audience point of view, we didn't see him until halfway through the song or about a minute in. But of course, the camera sees he's peering through with this kind of um, very intense, almost manic look in his eye through from inside this box. And then he climbs onto the box and on the LED screen behind is, it looks like a massive projection, his shadow. It looks like his shadow and it's huge, but then there are certain animations with the shadow. So you can tell that it's not actually a shadow of him there and then, like his t tongue extends in the shadow, uh, which it doesn't do in real life, like, you know, two meters almost. And, um, and then when the pink the pink clad dancers come out, he um, they all get into like formation, uh, one behind the other on all fours, and he sits on the back of one of them, and they uh, <laughs> move across the stage um, in quite a silly kind of jaunty way, and it's when the song actually changes um, into a little bit, something a little bit more poppy, but um, yeah. So to wrap up. Well, I'll be I'll be on the hopefully on the podcast again soon. 
but yeah to wrap up it's been it's been fantastic uh not over yet and um yeah we'll see we'll see where things land between sweden and finland with the possibility of france and maybe something else completely unexpected is gonna um is gonna come through but i look forward to speaking to you all again soon um, enjoy the rest of eurovision week and yeah i'll talk to you very soon bye